Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on the realities of life in the pub trade. We're actually at the end of this season, or series of the podcast, and it's certainly been quite the ride as we've struggled to chart and record the challenges of what has turned out to be an unprecedented time. We'll be taking a look back at how much has changed since we first sat down with some dodgy microphones, and where we see things moving as we hopefully chart our way out of the current crisis. I'm the Morning Advertiser's Ed Bennington, and with me, as ever, are my two favourite co-hosts, my fellow travellers on this journey in terrible podcast recording, James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. Guys, you've been with me every step of the way, mainly trying to trip me up, but I'll let that go. It's the end of the season, and it's been an interesting one. Heath, I appreciate all the work and support you've been putting into making this podcast a success. The insight, the expert knowledge, the help and advice you've brought to the table week in, week out, which has proven invaluable to operators that have tuned in. And also the occasional tantrum and rant. But seriously, your expert knowledge and understanding of the trade has been invaluable. <laughs> has he been drinking? Oh, I don't know. James, thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Saw it a long way off that one. Oh, God. There we go. Oh. End, end on the high, as yeah, I say. Absolutely. So uh, uh, please do subscribe to the podcast using the links on the homepage. While this may be the end of the season, we'll be back later in the year. And you can always listen back to the earlier recordings if you're feeling masochistic. Please do also like and share on social and spread the word far and wide. As I said, this is the end of this series of the podcast, so we'll be taking a look back and forward, and we'll also be speaking to three different operators to get their experiences of the past year or so. So later on, we'll be joined by top chef Stephen Smith of the Freemasons in Wiswell. We've got Peter Marks of Recon to talk about the late night sector, and Keith Marsden of the Prince of Wales in Moseley to speak about the wet lead experience. But before we look back, let's have a look at what's been going on this week. So, guys, um, I mean, how, how's business been? We've got the football on. You guys are massive Euro backers. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, well, we don't play any sports at the pubs except the Winlock. Um, but under the restrictions, the guidance, whatever, um, not that busy. Do you know what I mean? I think, you know, I think people are just sitting at home drinking cans of lager and watching footy, aren't they? Yeah, they have been told to sit down and behave themselves. Yeah, I think so. Peter, and the weather was nice, so people took the opportunity to have barbecues, I think, and mm. just I must, gather. I must admit, I, I went out last... I mean, I think even pubs that are showing it, aren't. they're not reaping the benefits that, <laughs> that they should. I was in one last night, and it was half empty. Probably. Shouldn't have said on social I was going there, should I? Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, screwed that pub over. Um, no, I mean, but, it, well, it, but it's not the same, is it? There's no atmosphere, really. There's not the same kind of... Um, it just there's no vertical drinking. You're not standing... No, there's no... Sta- I mean, game. you've got a good view of the telly, which was nice. You didn't have idiots jumping up and down in front of you and throwing beer all over you, which was um, something. But, yeah, it, 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 I can see why people are going... Let's just stay at home. I think they've just... Not only have they scared people away from pubs, they've also just made it so unwelcoming and so... They've taken the fun out of going to the pub. It's just a ball lake. So people are just like, you know what? Let's get some beers, watch it at home, have a barbecue, chill yeah, out. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we, you know, no, no one will tell us what to do. Perfect. We had Father's Day as well, didn't we? That was a disaster. Yeah, it was odd. People really? weren't... Yeah, man. I think, like, the vibe we had at the Red, I think it was the same down Lockhart. Oh. People were just... Like, the, the turns were really quick. People were coming in, eating, and leaving. There was, like, there was no lingering on tables. And they, they weren't drinking anything decent. 
I think everybody's just had enough of their family after <laughs> lockdown. They're just like, yeah. Can we just get this over and done with? But were you, were you fully booked? Because fully yeah. booked. But right. I was going to say I couldn't get in anywhere up north. Yeah. I was up north and northwest and just fully booked, but not dropping. dropping no one's under a different name. I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Use James's name. <laughs> yeah, that won't work, he comes. He eats yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think people weren't. I don't think the, the, the vibe was there. Usually Father's Day, I've said it before, they just, the guys are just like, oh, right, it's my day, I can do what I want, you can't tell me what to do. And they drink well, but mm. I, man, it was like Diet Cokes, lemonades, and it was just, mm. it was really, really funny atmosphere. Well, you said that, you thought that maybe they'd gone hard at it on the Friday night for the yeah. football, and they were in the shit at home. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so they were ticking boxes. <laughs> they were ticking boxes for being good boys. So, yeah, I think that's um, probably it. Yeah. I, I think they need to strap a pair on because it was pathetic <laughs> down our way. Full, but... Yeah, the guys were, were not having a great day. No, no. Oh, I think you've just got to pretend to be a dad that day, don't you? I think that's just good, you know. Too many guys are just like, oh, yes, darling, yes, darling. Screw that. I, I worked. <laughs> Found that easier. <laughs> right, tell my staff what to do. Same, same. what to do. I mean, let's, let's um, outside of that, um, I mean, we're seeing COVID deaths are continuing to fall, yet no real sign of, of, of any easing of restrictions. I mean, what, what do we feel? I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be... Every, fair when every, this finally happens. Every operator happens. I speaking to, like you know, I speak to a lot of operators, and they're all they're not convinced it's going to happen next month. Mm. They're all not convinced. They'll, the government will say it, but they won't really do it, and we'll still limit the restrictions. Yeah, and I believe that as well. I think we'll still be we'll have this conversation come January next year. Yeah, we'll still be closed. Yeah, we'll another variant. Oh, there'll be another and drama. Then, then the winter, then the winter comes. Oh, and then we need boosters. Well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be. They're already sort of sowing the seeds, aren't they, for yeah. for winter? Um, I think one of the things that, that uh, I've got here noted to talk about was, um, I think we, well, we'll be talking about it later on. Actually, is, is COVID passports because we, I think we said last time that had gone very quiet, but now it's almost starting to come back for the winter, isn't it? So I'm no tin happy, tin wearing hat conspiracy theorists but yes, think about are. this or kind of think about this right what's that on your head now all, the, all, the, all these all these pharmaceutical companies have all done these things and the, the, you know they've sold them in a bit of money but they haven't really they're going to turn around in winter and they're going to say you need a booster but there's a cost and then we're all suddenly okay. think of that then suddenly we're all oh god I need to get my booster I want to go on holiday I need to get my booster jab mm. god I can go wait in the NHS or I just can't pay 15 quid to get it done so you're saying that this entire pandemic has been a, an ongoing scam by the pharmaceutical No, I'm saying they're going to take advantage. I think they're going to take advantage of this. I think there's an opportunity. They've turned around and gone, it's an opportunity here to make a lot of money. For those chasing the winter sun. Mm. Yeah, of course. Well, anybody chasing anything. Yeah, like, it'll be great because it, be it won't even be the travel operators who are in the shit that get the money. It'll be those yeah. around it. It was the mm. report this morning about oh. so many millionaires made during COVID. Oh, mm. But the tra- look at Boris. He's saying, like, you know, Travel's not going to get back to normal this year. Mm. Like, how those travel companies must just go. Ugh. I mean, yeah, we, we we think we've had it hard, but uh, you've got a feel for those guys, haven't you? That's, yeah, and they've uh, not they've not got one voice, have they? It doesn't seem to be anyway. No. If you listen to like the LBC and things, travel gets very poorly um, represented. Whereas actually, whether we're joined up thinking or not, uh, as one voice in the industry, we do get a lot of mentions. And yeah. There is a fondness. We do, but people don't care. No, here's well, the reality. Yeah, People yeah. are bored of us. Well, saying, okay. Yeah. So this this is this is the reality. So in terms of support, the general view is you've had enough support. So even though they keep extending the deadlines yeah. and the restrictions, and we're disproportionately affected by these restrictions, yeah. the view within government is you've had all the support you're going to get. Yeah, and I think the, I think public have also got bitter over um, the furlough. The people yeah. have had enough now. Yeah, you know we're not going to sponsor this anymore. There's definitely a sentiment of that kicking around. Hold on, if um, you live in St Albans or somewhere like that. 
And furlough, furlough for a lot of people has been great. Yeah. If, you, if you had to commute into London every day, mm. and commute out and spend thousands of pounds a year on tickets and just travel and, you know, not mm. see the family. Man, you're at home now, you're working from home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, going to have a couple of pints, sit in the garden. It's a win-win. It's pricks like us who have to go to work. Yeah. There's yeah. also people working from home. They've got that benefit as well, haven't they? Because it's, it, it's, it's changed the dynamic in that. Um, and again, probably something we'll, we'll talk about when we, when we look ahead later on. Um, but, I mean, furlough flexibility. Um, I mean, they've, they've talked about sort of people are asking for flex, so more, more flexing for our sector because obviously that's starting to wind down, isn't it? Yet we're still being affected by restrictions. Well, I don't but think who's, there, on, who's on furlough now, though? Because if you're open... You haven't got off yeah, staff but, anyway. But we're not, we're not, are we? A third, what's it? 25%. Um, yeah, yeah, one third of independent venues in the on-trade are still shut. Mm. So no, there's, there's still... No, I know what you mean. If, if, you're, mm. if you're trading, then you haven't got enough staff. But, but, Everyone should be Mac. Well, but, it's interesting, because I bet if you laid... Be interested to know if you laid those people off, well, they'd find another job to go to now. Because the industry's got so few people. Mm. You know, rather than mm. sponsoring them, you know, 20% cost to business take them off it and then work somewhere else. Was this the man that said, you know, stand by your staff and don't just sack them off and... Uh, no, but I'm saying because the opportunity episode, episode four, uh, yeah, two and a half hours actually, in, I yeah. But you say that, right? You say that. And I, Several times. And I did say that. But, um, yeah, now though... Now you want their staff, so they should sack the staff so you can have them, is that what you're saying? No, because if you go back, on the, we were talking about... This is the thing. Chefs come up trumps again. It's almost like they moan like hell, but they've, they've, they've had it off again. So when this pandemic hit, we thought the operators that treat the, the um, chefs and stuff badly, they'll go somewhere else. But now there's so few around that they're back in the same position where they're calling mm. the shots again. Mm. And staff. And trying to hold you to ransom. We haven't had that particularly, but you know it's going on. Mm. So, uh, I don't know, that's, it's a shame because I think, the, I think the balance was swinging back to the operator a bit. And we thought it would do, but it's gone absolutely the other way. Having mm. lost our, you know, European workers, um, mm. people have gone into different mm. sectors. And you don't blame them. I have to say, putting up with a few of the people we had to put up with on Sunday, you can't blame people looking for other... Well, why would you want to be customer-facing if you're getting talked to like a peasant, like a piece got, of shit? A guy on Sunday um, wanted to buy two Sunday roasts, one for him and one for his dog. <laughs> and he wanted the dog to eat it off a plate next to his table. And I just, I just, I, I just, listen, it's not the guy's uh, fault. The dog's running that relationship. Yeah. You take him into the pub and I'm eating a roast dinner. You make a lovely couple. Yeah. Off you go. And what, what did you tell him? No. I said, well, look, I t- I, so I try to make my peace and I said, well, what, we could put something for takeaway. Oh no, he's got his dinner later. I'm like, ah, oh, you should have done it. Take the money. It's, yeah, we have to charge, <laughs> we have to charge a special cl- plate cleaning fee, which oh, is another thing. Instagram the shit out of that as well. And then you'd have well, all the dogs in. Yeah, no, then you'd have then you'd have all the freaks bringing their dogs in, and like yeah. you know, you'd have people saying it's a dog's dinner. You know, I can't be doing with it. Uh, I, I mean, mean, you could have entered the Great British Pub Awards best uh, best pub for dogs by doing that. Then yeah. probably be the only entry for that category. <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Two, <laughs> maybe three. Um, Thinking about sort of uh, the the other thing I've got sort of one thing that popped into my uh, mind was the um, the legal action again legal action threatened by uh, Sasha Lord uh, if July nineteenth we well, don't have the last time it worked out so well didn't it <laughs> I mean is is it that we're just kind of tilting at windmills with it uh, mate, the, the, the government does what they want anyway mm. they'll find a way out of it Dave right. Strauss was quite interesting you said that thing yeah. on, on was it on Twitter wasn't he this morning so. Yeah. What was it sort of saying that people have built reputations to being, you know, 
agitators in this. But definitely. Look, look at Downey, Jonathan Downey in the beginning. He was like charging there, charge of the light brigade. And now, you know, then he's off to Mexico and now he's off Portugal. And then he's, you know, I mean, everybody was just self, just looking after their own interests. Jonathan's obviously trying to save his bars. Um, and then you've got like Sasha Lord up there. I don't know. He's trying, obviously running for politics. Same with Kate, obviously trying to get a job in politics. Do you know what I mean? I just think everyone's just look, trying to look after themselves. It's a, a very cynical, uh, cynical view. These people have worked. Well, if you've learned one thing, if you've off. learned one thing from last year, it's you've got to look after yourself because someone else isn't going to do it for you. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. And then uh, finally, um, Wales is looking to ban smoking in beer gardens. I mean, what's this Wales? Uh, well, I mean, if the Welsh government it, it can't find enough ways to fuck the pub trade. Mm. I mean, what is I that think about? it would it would have happened eventually, naturally anyway. Yeah. People, the smoking's on the decline. It would have just naturally been socially unacceptable in New Zealand. Yeah. You, you can only smoke at home, and I think we're going to end up like that here. Yeah, but yeah. Give, you know what I mean, like honestly. But also, as pubs become you know, more food heavy, yeah, um, the way it's changing, it's not acceptable. So when, when do we let them tell us when enough's enough? So what, and then it's like this, and suddenly, what's the next one? Alcohol. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think in Wales that will be. They've tried yeah, it already. Yeah, they? but like, where do we end up? And then it's suddenly it's red meat, and then suddenly it's meat, mm. and then suddenly, you know what? Plants are actually eating plants are bad for the Amazon rainforest because of the thing. Where do we end up? Do you know what I mean? It's, everything's going to change Wales. through. But yeah, God. Mm. Fuck. But everything's going to change anyway. People are going to change diets, and you know, we'll look back in 20 years' time and the world will be a different place. But mm. it's just leave us alone for a bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Brilliant. Okay, well, let's leave that one there and we'll probably pick on some of those themes uh, later on. Welcome to the Lock In Podcast. We are looking back at the disaster of the last 18 months and we're now joined by three other different operators representing some of the diversity out there. We've got top chef Stephen Smith of the Freemasons in Wiswell, award-winning operator Keith Marsden who runs the wet-led and well-known Prince of Wales in Moseley and from the late night sector we have Peter Marks of Recon. So guys, welcome and thanks for joining us. Um, let, let's... Uh, Good morning, guys. Let's just take a look at your experiences. Um, and that, Peter, maybe maybe you can kick us off. You've you've really had, I think uh, we'd all agree uh, around the table. You've probably had the worst of it. Um, what's the situation been like for you uh, in the late night sector? You've been effectively closed now for for eighteen months. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, we sort of accepted the fact that we were going to have a difficult story to spin to uh, somehow get back unless there was no social distancing. Uh, and although we looked at certain uh, aspects to try and get back last summer, we really felt that we were going to get back in the autumn. We took the stance, look, if you need us to shut, we'll do our side of the bargain, but we need government support. Uh, you know, we're very profitable for you. Uh, we pay 33 pence in every pound that we take to to the coffers of the Treasury, we need a 20 million pound support package paid monthly, as it were, and we'll be okay. Uh, and um, of course, we've got nothing. Mm. Uh, it's been horrendous. Mm. Uh, and it's been horrendous because you realise that although nightclubs actually and late night is, you know, is only a very small part of the economy, uh, and therefore probably uh, politically uh, insignificant from the government's point of view, you realise when, uh, when you hear Boris Johnson mention. Uh, even nightclubs can come back in the summer when he did his update on March the 4th, that you weren't near the back of the queue, you were at the back of the queue. Mm. And it's been been tough uh, financially, it's been tough 
um, from the perspective of our people. Psychologically, we've lost a lot of people um, because they just couldn't see that they could get the hours or didn't, couldn't cope with the uncertainty. And I'd like to think we've actually done everything we could to help our people. Uh, you know, we've topped up to 80% of all salaries, for example. So those people who were earning more than the 30-odd thousand pounds, you know, we knew that we needed to look after them. Mm. Uh, and, and some of them, you know, even though we've looked after them, have decided this, still, this is no longer for them because they got used to not working. They've been mm. used to having weekends at home with the family. And so um, it, it's been really tough. And, of course, as many people will know, we actually were called the Delta Group and we went bust. Mm. We fully went bust. Uh, we didn't say we made it. If this doesn't get better, uh, we might go bust, and it's going to be terrible. No, no, we did it. We jumped over the cliff. Yeah. We had to climb back up again. We got new Danish investors, who were fantastic. But the reality is that the Danish were able to invest in our company because they had all of their fixed costs paid as well as their staff. Mm. So you know, we ended up with a situation where you know the uh, you know this is all politics. It's not science. Mm. We know certain things that have been happening over the last few months have been politically driven rather than, uh, than by science, even if they wrap it up and hide behind scientists. But here you have politicians in other countries deciding that they really need to support sectors that need particular uh, sort of help, and they have done, and, mm. and we've chosen not to. I guess that's part of being a capitalist country, though. Uh, yeah. That's life. They expect new money to come in, but it's been damn tough. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, so let's, let's look at you, Stephen. Um, I mean, you you are uh, a food-led operation. You're uh, focused on that. I mean, what, what's your experience been? Um, well, I think the, the problem that we've got, like I said before, it's just how we get back with the staff situation. Obviously, the furlough was massive for us. You know, so everybody was furloughed right down to the kitchen porters, the part-time staff, you know, the young, young 16, 17-year-olds at the weekend. So... You know, they've all come back. Um, it's just these chefs now. So, you know, we obviously, we did takeaways, did home boxes, and just ducked and dived, I suppose. So you, you, know, you, kept, tra- you kept training sort of um, similar to yeah, you, so to you if you, yeah. you were doing that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we did, we did Friday night chippy teas, curry nights on a Saturday, you know, easy things. And we were, you know, they were very, very popular. We were doing 180 to 300 people every weekend and then luckily we did a lot of dinners so where we prepared all the ingredients here for a lot of the regulars mm. we would drop it all off at their house almost done and then they would do the dinner as almost as if it was the fr- coming to the Freemasons mm. uh, and we just did and we just did whatever to be honest uh, and, and during lockdown the kitchen was actually fully staffed right um, <laughs> and then literally a, a week before we came back we lost four chefs off. So as soon as we said, right, this is the date we're coming back, guys, they all went, right, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because, uh, you know, like you said before, they quite like going out on a Saturday night and having the friends around and, you know, yeah, going for nice walks in the countryside and so on and so forth. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's where we're at. So, you know, lockdown was interesting as well mm. for us. I think we're better... Uh, the food is certainly better here. Uh, it was very good before, but I think the food's better because we've been able to assess it, sit down, myself and Matt, who runs the kitchen with me. We've sat down, talked things, talked things, and actually, the, not having as many staff 
um, again, I think <laughs> really crazily has improved the food again uh, because you're just having to just focus so much. So you've been a bit more creative as a result. Yeah, we've just reevaluated it, and, and we've we've said to ourselves that you know, look, this is never going to change. People's mindsets is, is always going to be the same. Now they, they want to have the time off. They want to do things. As I said before, we've got three three chefs that work Monday to Friday, nine to five. Which you know, chefs chefs work all day every day and work till twelve o'clock at night. But that's just not the reality now. So you know, like I said, we are. Preparation, it's all preparation, 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 so mm. we can have an easy service. So we've completely flipped the way we operate. I swear, from I think two, two years ago. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that and, and have a look at sort of how, how it's how it's shaping things moving forward. I think, uh, but uh, Keith, I mean, how how has it been for you guys? What you you're you're a wet led operation. Um, I mean, you've you've probably had. I mean, Peter aside, you probably didn't get as much support as as, as others in in the sector because you have the VAT and all that kind of thing. And you've also had that vertical drinking ban, all that kind of stuff. How's how's it impacted on you? Well, you know. Uh, the year, the 12 months from the first lockdown, we lost 85% of our revenue. Perhaps a little bit unusual for a wet-led boozer, but we basically trade as two pubs. We've got a small Victorian pub and then a massive beer garden. Mm-hmm. And we do all our business on very big Friday and Saturday nights. So people would come to us to go into perhaps one of Deltic's venues or whatever, you know, um, so we lost 85% of revenue, largely because you can't have a big Friday and Saturday night. Um, Peter's venues may be closed, but the impact of social distancing and all the accompanying regulations is worse. We might have had 200, 300 people in our beer garden, and they've mm. only got 80. Mm. We've got screens everywhere, we've got table service. You can't do so well on things like cocktails because you lose the experience. I mean, if you look at how pubs um, like ours score is because of the experience. Well, it's all sanitised. It's absolutely, totally sanitised. So you can't create the experience. So you end up with people thinking, well, do I really want to bother going there? Mm-hmm. You know, so people don't, you know. And you can look at our beer garden. Like last night in the England game, every table was full. Right? We took two and a half grand. Right. The last big England game, we took 15 grand. Oof. The yeah. reason is, you know, you can you could stand up, you could jump up and down when they scored, mm. and now I've got security going around telling you to sit down, you know. And, um, you know, one of the things that sort of irritates me by all this is we have implemented the rules and regulations, you know, in the spirit and the letter of them, um, because we're very much uh, well-known and a bit of institution locally, so we get inspected on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. You know, but, you know, my GM um, sent me some pictures from the test match at Edgebaston, which is like five minutes walk away. No social distancing whatsoever. You know, so I feel because we're easy to please because we sell alcohol, and mm. I think because the, the government's almost chosen to use pubs as a vector, as like a prism through which they communicate the importance of things to the common man um we just get you know clobbered and it's not about data it's pick and mix all the data's pick and mix they pick the bits that they want to make the argument they want but the 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 thinking behind the argument is not scientific a lot of the time it's just um, about politics Uh, so we've we've been very you know we've suffered a lot and 
in terms of grants, we've got about five percent of our turnover back in grants. Right. You know, so uh, you know we're well over a million quid down in the last twelve months, and uh, you know we're we're pretty you know on the brink of you know what we're going to do about our future. Yeah. I was I was talking to an insolvency guy yesterday about things, and he was saying, "Well, you know, a lot of people in the industry are just waiting <laughs> to the end of August." You get to the end of August, have a look at what the summer does, and if you can't put some, you know, some fat on the hips, you can't put some cash in the bank ready for the winter, you know, what is the point? Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people, a lot of operators will be thinking about that. You know, Boris may well open up on the 19th of July. Possibly. But it's not like switching a light switch on, because the bigger issue is consumers' habits have changed. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah, the first week will be a flood back. People will come rushing back. It happened in April. We had a massive first week. Then it yeah. fell off a cliff. The second week was mm. half the first week. Yeah. Well, you we, know, uh, and I think consumer habits have changed. Well, we were talking about this earlier. 18 months of changing their habits, and they're not just going to come straight back. We, we were talking about this earlier because the, I, was, I was out watching um, the England game in a, in a pub last night, and it was, um, it was half empty. And I think people are sort of because it's so different, and it's the the atmosphere isn't the same, and it's you get to the point where people are just saying, you know, yeah, we'll stay at home. Um, I mean, that does it's cheaper, you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, people people, people yeah. have got used to drinking at home and saving yeah, lots of money. Price, but it's also the experience is different. Yeah, you yeah. don't, you know, bars, nightclubs, pubs are all about not about liquid it's almost like it's not what you drink it's what it feels like to drink it yeah yeah so you, you yeah. can go and get you know a case of carling from, from the co-op for like you know 50 60 pence a pint or whatever it is but it doesn't feel like a pub feels you know, no i've never experience. drank i've never drank a beer at home in my life yeah honest but, and i like yeah, a beer and i like a beer like. <laughs> is that because you're always in the pub well yeah <laughs> but, but i would i wouldn't I don't even have any alcohol in the house, honestly. Right. So I, I completely get what he says yeah. about you go to a it, it does. It really does. A pint of beer in a pub tastes different to a pint of beer out I mean, of a can. Sat you've, had to invest, you've had to invest in, you know, um, ordering apps, you know, table. We have open table. Mm. Now, we're a classic boozer. It feels like a restaurant. Yeah. You know? You've got yeah. open table to book a slot. You've got to pay on the app. Are the, you, the, will, there's will, no going to the bar. Are there any elements, though, Keith, that, that you think, you know, if and when restrictions change, that you would keep, that you've had to bring in? Or would you just go back to how you were before, do you think? No, I'd just go back. I mean, I, yeah. okay, you've perhaps got, you know, better attention on hygiene and things like that. That's, that's pretty good, you know. But that's not what people go to the pub for. So, you know, um, I don't think there's anything I would keep. I mean, if you look at you know it's just such a different experience we've got to create reasons to visit we've got to create experiences yeah and of course all these rules and regs are designed to dumb down that experience to sanitize that experience unless we can escape from that i really see a lot of trouble coming over the winter yeah i mean i don't know about you guys but i think a lot of hospitality businesses are pretty seasonal you don't have to be in a seaside resort or whatever but you make your money in the summer well, there's only five weeks left of it after the 19th of July, so that's mm. not a lot of time to make your money to you know, to see you safe over the winter. You know, yeah. so it's looking pretty bleak. It's, it's difficult. I mean, and Peter as well. I mean, from from your perspective, I mean, we talked about 
behavior changing and things like that. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, when you guys do eventually get open, if you're ever allowed to reopen, how do you think the behavior is going to change? Are you expecting a kind of uh, a bit of a challenge from for getting people back in, or do you think you'll get that initial rush back again? I've got a, a different uh, issue, I guess. But I, I'm not bothered about when we open because I think our people will come back. In fact, we've got two years of 18-year-olds, effectively, because my market yeah. may be 18 to 23, 24. So I've got two years of freshers. Yeah. I've got two years of 18th birthday celebrations. Um, I've got a, a, an audience that feels that they've been picked on and victimised beyond belief, and it doesn't affect them. It just affects us old folkies, uh, and that they just want to get out. And, of course, actually, uh, the summer's my worst time. So, the, you know, July and August... It's not a good time to try and launch a business, let me tell you. Mm. But actually, come September the 1st, that's when my season kicks in. So I definitely feel for what you just said there, that if you've got a seasonal business and most pubs with beer gardens are definitely taking the money in the summer, uh, you know, how difficult it is then that you're actually then going to somehow get yourself through another six months before you start to make the money. We make our money between September and April. You know, the rest, we do our refurbs in the summer. Normally, so so I'm not bothered about changing behaviour, but we'll always keep an eye on it because you can't be complacent. I mean, I don't think we'll have a problem, but if we do, we'll have to respond very quickly to it. I think the improvement I'll see though is that our business late night had become very price war driven. There were a lot of price wars out there, and I'm just hoping now uh, that uh, that has gone behind us, because it doesn't do anybody any good this race to the bottom in town centres with people doing student nights and pound drinks and, uh, you know, and, and happy hours that go on forever, etc, etc. That's been one of the difficulties in our uh, late night sector. That, you know, the supplies outstrip the demand, and, and whenever that happens you end up with this sort of thing. So fingers crossed, uh, we'll be in a better place. But the thing is, we're burning a lot of money. And, you know, sticking us back another month has cost our business uh, a a million quid. Mm. And I don't know how many staff I'm going to lose. I've got a whole load of staff I took on for the 21st of June that have got nothing to do, and I can't furlough them. So I've either got to train them, or I've got to uh, give them the hours and know I'm going to have six people really paid to sit at home yeah. it, it, it's crazy and then again I hope none of us were thinking that the government actually did understand business <laughs> let me tell you I was sat here um, uh, with um, one liberal MP who uh, said we don't back vaccine passports but she said um, but what you know the operators are just going to have to accept the fact that if they're going to take 20% of the income then they'll just have to make 20% of the profits Hey. <laughs> Well, no, really, unfortunately, the radio presenter wouldn't let me back on. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're facing. Was, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that ignorance. I mean, it, it, I'm conscious that we're, we're, we're quite close on time, but I mean, Peter, in terms of your, are you going to carry on, when you reopen, is it going to be the same or are you going to be doing things differently? I mean, have you, have you sort of had time to kind of think about the way you operate and, and any particular changes? Uh, we... Uh, we're basically saying this. We're a nightclub. We will operate as a nightclub. We will operate with no social distancing. Uh, we understand that some people won't like it, and we will say respectfully, please don't come in. But, uh, you know, but we live in a, in a free society, and I, I believe that where Boris is, is that he wants us to open because he sees us as nightclubs as a real political flag 
in the ground of look we've even got our nightclubs open mm. uh, and um, uh, yeah uh, and we've never because we've not been open really I mean we had bits and pieces of you know, night pubs and dance floors with a few tables on but you know, taking nothing um, but, but you know, we know that we can't uh, operate with social distancing of course we'll have washing protocols and, and, and cleaning down and those sort of things but yeah frankly it's going to be let the buyer beware stuff and, and if you don't like it please don't come in yeah yeah absolutely all right guys well i'm conscious of time thank you very much for that really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today cheers okay thanks bye guys cheers bye. guys bye good luck everybody yeah and to you guys all the best cheers. we're gonna need it You're listening to the season finale of the Lock-In Podcast. I was hoping to have some explosions, but unfortunately we don't have the budget. When we set out to record this podcast back in October, the industry was bouncing back from the first lockdown, open and trading, albeit under restrictions, but with some dark clouds on the horizon. So guys, um, I mean, what are the standout memories for you, apart from the time I forgot to press record and get, we got heat to do that blind wine tasting? Um, <laughs> it's, it's I don't been, believe I nailed it. <laughs> Well, you, we don't have the evidence, unfortunately, because I, I didn't actually press record. Lies. We had to make you fake it. Lies. Uh, for the thing. But, uh, Lies. For me, the, the, the highlights have always been the intros, the, the witty <laughs> intros that you spend all week doing. Polishing to a, to Polishing. a, to a bright shine. To a bright shine. Um, well, they say you can't polish a... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I appreciate the support and, uh, and generosity that you've, you've shown towards me in those uh, moments. It's well, you know, obviously the massive sponsorship <sighs> deal that you've guys have managed to sort out and well, help yeah, us keep the pubs open, frankly. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been yeah. the difference between survival and splendour. You're aware that sarcasm is the lowest form of it, James? I'm going to have a word with your sales team. We need sorting out. If we've got three people listening to this, then that's worth money. That's true. I thought we had four. My mum stopped listening. Oh, your mum stopped listening. There we go. Um, I mean, let's more seriously looking back. I mean, we we when we started doing this, we've been through one lockdown. Um, I mean, did we expect another? Uh, or, well, I mean, I suppose we knew something was on the horizon, but I mean, did we expect it to be this long? I think some some operators were shut from November all the way through until the beer gardens were allowed to open in April. Just like what we've learned is this government lies. And you can't trust them. You've just got to do whatever you can do to survive. And I, like I, you know, I mean, never again will I believe a word this government says about stuff like this. We just we've been beaten, proper beaten. And you have to wonder what the agenda is. I know Kate thinks there's no agenda, and she's really close to the government because she gets all the inside track and gives us heads up on everything. But man, we we are the whipping boy for, for whatever the policy is whatever it is, whether they want pubs or they want a European-style hospitality with table service and all that. But they've really scared people off pubs and people, you know, and I don't know, man, I think the world's a lot different place and I'm scared what the future looks like because Boris is already floating the idea of more lockdowns. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, well, we'll come on to sort of what, what the future looks like down the line. But, I mean, it, it's been... I mean, you've not been able to predict any of this, haven't we? I mean, we we've had so many stop-start kind of moments. We, you know, we thought we'd get a Christmas, and and that was sort of yanked away. How many operators sat out there and wrote budgets for the year? No one. No one could. No one can plan. You can't plan. All you're doing is just rolling with punches. You can, is, you know, I mean, even if people are trading better now or if at peaks of trading, the balance sheet is still an absolute that's war a car zone. crash. How many people have it's, taken on debt? 
that they're now having to repay or can't Yeah, how repay. many people are never, like, it's, you know, like the, that guy said, that insolvency, the guy was saying, Stephen, I think, was saying, you know, like, how many people are going to get to August and just go, this is not worth it? Mm. And how many businesses are just going to go, you know what, I'll go and do something else. I'll go and be an HGGV, HGGV driver. Lorry driver. Library. Like, that's it. Easy for him to say. <laughs> yeah. But how many people are just going to go, you know what, this industry's not worth it anymore. Customers have become really horrible. Dealing with, you know, suppliers. It's just going to be like, fuck it, I'll just go and do something else. I mean, in terms of, on the finance side, um, I mean, there, there was sort of lots of talk of loans and, and everything else. I mean, you guys, did you did you tap into those loans? Was that something that you... Uh, yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. that, that Gauguin you brought with the loan that we got uh, was really good. Good investment, James. Um, yeah, we, we, t- we took a couple of bounce... We think we took, uh, I think, out of the four pubs, we took two bounce-back loans. Right, um, but that money's sort of we're quite still there. It's still there. It's quite fortunate we haven't right. really, really we, tapped it. We figured it was the right cheap time money. To get money <laughs> was when you had money, you know, rather than yeah. when you were desperate on your knees yeah. at the end of it. So we just kind of ring fenced it, and it's there. But um, so you're not worried about sort of that falling due and, and needing to come back. Man, it's, it's like what are we payments? Yeah. Eight hundred a month or something? Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's peanuts, two percent. You know, get around. Yeah, so you, it's just there as a safety blanket because you don't know how long it's going to go on for. Yeah. You know, um, we could we could not have Christmas again this year. Yeah. We don't know. You know no. what I mean? You can't. No. We've got well, people trying to ring up much massive summer, Christmas book. It. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, we've we've had a ship few few days of rain. Mm. You know what I mean? I think you just you burn a cash sharp, don't you? That's the thing. Yeah. But the furlough is still a twenty percent cost. Yeah. So rates coming back on board. Well, that's going to go up if you've still got people on furlough as well. Mm. So, mm. But that's the thing, though. Rates coming back on. Like, they were, this would have been the perfect opportunity if the government had any compassion to look at hospitality rates mm. and just go, you know what, we need to look at this. This isn't they're, working they're out. They're just not fair. That's the yeah, that's line. the thing, though. It's, mm. it, but I, I really, the thing is, if you, just, if you work to the agenda in your head that the government don't care about us, everything makes sense. Mm. They, they don't care, and they, they're actually, they don't mind if we go out of business. And if you work to that, then you know where you are. If you sit there and go, why are they doing this to us? They're doing it because they don't want us anymore. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think if, you, if we went back and we wound back to the, to the start of the podcast, yep. um, I mean, James, we've got him on record of, of being quite optimistic about government support and that the government were <laughs> doing a great job. Uh, and I think I should probably dig out those and replay them oh, to him. Oh, oh, but he was a big cheerleader for, uh, for Boris. And he his, was. And I, I, no, you should have seen him in those little bonbons. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they... In that kind of first week after lockdown, you know, the furlough thing just was... Unbelievable, really. We couldn't have imagined that, I don't think. But but if we what we could have imagined, and what I'd like to imagine, is more of an Austrian-based, Germany, French support system, yep. which I think the guys Stephen there t- tapped on. Mm. We got screwed over in level of support. And when we interviewed Paul Scully, mm. he was like, well, it was never supposed to be, like, you know, it was never supposed to be a full support package like the rest of the European Union had. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We, we got really mm. done over. Like, everybody got, you feel like, great. For the staff. Mm. We'll say the time and time again, it didn't help us. Mm. It cost us money to keep our people on. And how many operators had people come back and go, you know what, I don't want to work here anymore? Yeah, like you were saying there, it's chefs, yeah, four chefs. Four chefs <laughs> who worked over lockdown, then yeah. leave. Pricks. Yeah. Do you know? And then they also feel like they're accumulating holiday. You know what I mean? We, like, honestly, it, it's, you're on your own. Mm. Hospital, you're on your own. And we've got voices and really, do we? No. I think you you, uh, you got the grants as well at the start. Some of you did. Yeah, but all those grants did was pay for either your rent, your staff furlough costs, 
we didn't get one. We didn't qualify for the well, the red line. Didn't qualify for the, you, the first round because the rates was too because the rates were too high. So the more successful you are, the more business rates you pay. But when the, sh- the world goes wrong, we're not going to give you any money because you pay the highest amount of rates because oh, you make more money. Fuck off! But the thing is, they made that right in the second payment, but they should have retrospectively realised yeah, they screwed up and they, gone back they, and paid they, it. They're never like. They, they, this government is anti-alcohol, and, no, anti-pubs, not anti-alcohol. They don't want, like, we're the high, really highly regulated and they don't want us. I don't know what they want, whether they just want fucking coffee shops everywhere, but... Well, I mean, that's, that's interesting as well, wasn't it? What, uh, when we were talking off-air and uh, I think Keith was saying, you know, coffee shops are... You know, the least regulated. You know, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Because there's no alcohol there. involved. Yeah. So, there's yeah. no alcohol involved. You do what you want. You go to the supermarket. You can climb over people. You can punch them out of the way to get your aubergines, but you can't bloody That's go one to one way to shop. What's that? It's one way to shop. I, I can't see you down there, fruit oil. Get to be honest, fruit vigil. Let's be honest. But what about in a minute? Then the um, the pubs have been screwed, and like we said, the balance sheets are knackered, and the business is is under pressure. And then all of a sudden, the coffee shops that have had a pretty good time of it start getting licences and then they start taking the lunchtime business uh, you know that's not beyond the world no no no, no. you think that might be a, a, a I possibility I do it's the natural progression I, I think them. it's war it's the natural progression for them it's that. big companies see the opportunity and then you've got a casual dining market which you kind of would argue like the likes of loungers sort of tap into now I think mm. Mm. that sort of um, you know the business flips through the, through the day but mm. um, yeah I can see that happening Mm. Be interested to see what pops down and the guys there. It's going to be interesting to see who's left in August, yeah. end of the year. Like, who, how much are we going to lose? Yeah. And I don't think, like I said, the government don't care if we lose all these wet lead venues. They mm. get rid of that culture. Do you know what I mean? And then, well, yeah, I was talking to the guys at Threats the other day, and they were saying there's not that much stock on the market. Whereas you'd have naturally thought, bang, it'd have been there. It's not at all. But, but I think what you said. But the, well, we've been saying this for delayed. a while, haven't we? I mean, the uh, where where we've uh, where we can see things sort of um, starting to. Uh, as businesses come back to trade and then the cash flow isn't there and all that kind of stuff will see people falling over. You've got the rent debt, uh, moratorium ending, all that kind of stuff. It's going, you will see more businesses coming onto we, the market. We, the one thing that's been consistent over here, we keep talking about you know, the team members, members of staff and stuff, and talking about how they don't want to do the late nights and work weekends anymore. Well, frankly, also operators have had a year to think about that too and there's going to be a bunch of them that don't want to do that yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that was your point Heath that you were saying that more autumn time I think we'll see a glut of well you imagine you'd be carrying on making your money like they said you carry on making your money over summer comes to winter and you're like fuck yeah well no, I mean no we, one we, wants we, to be inside we're, we're, we're going to look ahead in a minute at, at, at what, what is likely and what we think is going to be happening so we're, we're, we'll come on to that but um, just, just continuing to look backwards for a moment I mean generally speaking you know out of this you know, what, what lessons would you say you guys have learned um, over what this period? We, what have we learned? Apart, Apart from his obsession with North career. Don't run downstairs in a hurry. Don't run downstairs in yeah, a hurry. That's good. Yeah, you don't want to break your foot. Yeah, yeah, don't run with knives. But I, I think, you know I mean? I think, like, out of this, I've learned, I think there's been a lot of, like, creativity that's come out of it and a lot of operators. I think if you, you've just given you time, like, like Stephen was saying, he's running, you know, less chefs, but the menu's better, got more, you know, more focused. I think it's given everybody a chance in a really fucked up way to reassess their business and what works and, you know, well, I've done stuff I never do and it's been really successful and I've done stuff... We can't talk about that, though. Yeah, yeah, no one knows. <laughs> but, um, 
but I think it's giving you a chance to reassess your business and stuff, and it's and it's also showing the government for their true colours. And gee, I mean, I know where I am with them now, and I know how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's given opportunity to, you know, and you, we've got away with a lot of shit. Never get away with. Like I've got this marquee in the front garden, the red and the locker. If I got and stuck that up mm-hmm. two years ago, man, the neighbours have been. Cl- I've got a shed. I've got. I mean, I've gone and done some shit that I would have never got away with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's been some some sort of opportunities. Yeah. There's you know. been opportunities, and you know whether they come down next year and say, all right, enough's enough. Yeah. Stop this madness. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's all about survival, and you know. I mean, what, what, looking back, I mean, with hindsight, would you have done anything different, do you think? Not ran down the stairs. Oh, I, wouldn't have, the stairs I wouldn't have eaten drunk so much. Probably. Really? Really? Yeah, I know. Mate, but no, it just no, falls off. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look, look like, like it. it. Just, honestly. It doesn't look like it, but I have put on a couple of pounds. Over. Really? Mate, honestly, but you've still know, got no, the eight really pack. Kind. Where are you hiding it? You're really kind. You're at home in the closet. He leaves it there. Oh, I don't know. Like, what did you do different? I think it was just a, it was it was just it was so fucking incomprehensible that hap- what happened. It felt like some sort of movie. You go wake up in the morning and go, "Fuck!" And it, every day was a new challenge. And mm. I, you know what I mean? Like, what a roller coaster! Mm. And then we don't even like. I mean, what, what have you learned? Would you say about say uh, staff, for example? They like to be on furlough and watch Netflix. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you've, you know who's loyal, and I think we're quite lucky. We've got a very loyal team, um, but I think a lot of operators have learned the hard way they don't. And you know, you treat them like shit; they're not going to come back to you. So, you know, I think be honest, pay well, keep the communication going, don't be a dick. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, behave properly. But I think that yeah, we've, we're lucky in our teams. But that doesn't happen by accident. We no, you've you've we, created that. Yeah, we, we drug them. Exactly. We don't have a culture of fear. I mean, you were saying something about sort of um, looking at stuff in a different way, James, as well, not just as a cost. <laughs> standing on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Lean, leaning slightly to yeah. the left, on one leg. Oh, and you like, should try it. Yeah. Try, try something. The, they don't like it. They've already said this about you. Stop looking Stop at them like it. that. Mr. Weinstein. Um, <laughs> but no, you were saying that the good stuff, that the well-trained aren't just a cost. You need to look at them in a different... The, an asset. Yeah, yeah. yeah, make you money. I mean, they do make you money. They'll work a table. They'll work as you know, individuals. They know what they want, and they'll, they'll increase spend. So when the chapter... Jeez, you sound like Peter Stringfellow. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, Looks like yeah. a <laughs> That's an the, COVID year, the COVID years. <laughs> the COVID years. <laughs> the lockdown oh, Stringfellow. <laughs> I kind of like that. Like. <laughs> Where no, was sorry, I? Yeah, Opening I don't know, another strip bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, talking about staff, uh, getting that turnover, so less staff, less turnover, you know, I mean... It- yeah, no, no, inexperienced staff, less turnover. Mm. So when you lose your experienced staff, that's the point they're making there in that conversation is you need grown-ups in the room. You can't just rely on 18-year-olds. Yeah. You do need those that, that understand what it's like to go out and eat and drink from the other side to see what's good and bad, you know. You just can't hardwire, you know, you see kids coming in, they just walk past empty glasses, you know, there's, there's just yeah. not the, the kind of... Awareness, spatial awareness. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still just struggling beyond to get beyond the lockdown string fellow thing at the moment. I'm just looking at you and it's... Well, do me. It's, it's just stuck in my head. So I think we'll probably just uh, park that one there.
This is the Lock-In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. We're at the end of this series of the podcast and we're now going to have a look forward at what we think is likely to be happening over the coming months. So, guys, I mean, crystal ball times, where, where do you see things it's heading? It's going to get colder. <laughs> Night's going to start getting darker. Yeah. Leaves start to turn brown. Really? I'm on to this. Nice, it's good, isn't it? And then around Christmas we shall give each other presents. <laughs> And cards. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Know. Really, like, honestly, I, um, I predict we'll, st- we'll still be under restrictions no matter what the government say next month. They'll still keep us under restrictions. All social distancing will still be in place for the hospitality sector. And we'll be like this till next year. And then hopefully we might get the restrictions lifted by next spring. Oh, yeah, that's where I see us. Boris would have had three more kids by three different women. <laughs> Did you see that one where that person put that photo of Boris, Boris's kid from behind, and then at the front they put Tim Martin's face? No, they didn't. Yeah, it was a genius. Brilliant. Fucking genius. Same here, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, man, I don't know. I, I, I think you can't plan. I think this government, who knows, there'll be variant 21689, and they'll scare everybody to stay at home, and... I don't know. I What's the point of getting vaccinated if you can't do anything? Heath would be in North Korea. I was going to say, I mean, that's, if he's still here in the country, then uh, it'll be an interesting one. Sharp suit and Cuban heels. Yeah. See, 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 Cuban see heels. Uh, Kim Jong-un would have lost hair. a bit of weight. He's lost a bit has of weight he? lately. They've been, South Korean news has been tracking, or the, the South Korean special military, whatever, been tracking the size of his wrist with his watch that he always waits to wear. Likes to wear an IWC, by the way. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Favourite watch. taste. I'm not sure what model it is. It could be like a couple of grand. I mean, back, if back, I was running a back, country, I'd want something a bit more bling. Yeah, back to With the a big pilot, wouldn't you? Back to the Bigger. the actual point of this conversation. Yeah. You have your own uh, moment, mate, wouldn't you? Like yeah. double double pilot. <laughs> oh, shut up, Nostradamus! I'd have some guy wearing the watch for me. Yeah, I wouldn't wear it myself. I just get him to tell me the yeah. time. I mean, I'm glad this is the last episode because frankly, I lost control of this about. Three, sorry, three or four episodes ago. I genuinely uh, believe you ever had control. I know, I never had control of it. I, I, do you know what I mean? I think, I think, unfortunately, for hospitality, we we're going to have a really hard slog going forward, and mm. it's going to be hard recruiting. Um, I don't think it's going to get any easier, and I think a lot of people are just going to think, "Why the fuck are we doing this?" I mean, it, there's, there's, like, you can be very pessimistic, and I think you've you've, you've probably got some grounds uh, to be pessimistic based on everything that's going on. I mean, okay, I've got it. Okay, I'll spin it government's going to go you guys have had it so tough we're going to give you 5% VAT for eternity on hospitality um, no business rates because you guys have done such a sterling job staying open uh, and we'd like to give you incentives for hiring people and training them and drop duty and drop duty you've got yes yeah yeah, yeah. and we will no, and we'll put a cap on supermarkets they only can sell four cans of alcohol Per person, and they're going to extend the summer by another six months. And they're going to yes. hey, and they're going to keep daylight savings going. Yeah, I'm going to stop this madness of changing time. You don't like that, do they? Not do that in uh, Kiwiland. We do. do it's you? a waste of time. And all licensees get an IWC and a holiday to North Korea. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I mean, that's that's uh, that's it sorted then. I mean, things are looking very rosy. I mean, more seriously though, consumer. I, I mean, what, what do you seriously? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you see consumer behaviour? I mean, you've, you've moaned enough about your customers. Uh, but, I mean, do you see that there being sort of uh, more change as things go on? I, I read a report. I think um, somebody was saying uh, there was a study published in the International Journal of Hospitality Management, a well-known title, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, casual pub goers may never return. No, I don't 
Do you think that's... Um, do you think people... Because they're nah. saying people are... So they're not talking about the, the people that generally go to pub, but those, those fringe guys that don't go that often, you know, they found other outlets to socialise. Oh, let them go. We don't want those part-time drinkers. You don't want the non-professional... Serious, only uh, serious drinkers need to play. Yeah. I, I, I think... Don't you just miss going like, oh, let's go to the pub and have a pint? Mm. So yeah. stressful. Mm. You turn up and you've got some... You've got, you got some of them act like proper Nazis at the door. And you t- throw like World War II reference and I'm yeah. sorry. But you turn up and they're going, have you got the app? And you go, no, I don't have the app. Hi, go, how are you? That's, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have the app. And they said, well, if you don't have the app, you can't come in. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? You, you can take my name and number. No, we don't do that. More to the point, why haven't you got the app, the app Heath? Because of my job, right? Yeah. I don't <laughs> want the app. <laughs> It's so listen. He can't be pinged. The, the, it's true. Yeah, the it's range on the Bluetooth. The North Koreans are tracking yeah, him on it. Yeah. The range on the Bluetooth on an iPhone is ridiculous, and it's tracking out like that. I don't. I don't trust the technology. No. Get his tin hat, will you? Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you trust like, anything this government no. does? Forty billion on a track and trace system that doesn't even fucking work. This this government needs should be taken out and held accountable. The, the way they've wasted money on shit. No, Hancock. He needs to be. Oh my god. How has that guy still got a job? I suppose they're just waiting till he's done enough bad and they'll and make him they they'll make him the scapegoat for, for everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. You know what he said because Boris is under stress. He didn't mean to say that. Boris is just really stressed. I'm good at my job. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Hancock actually made me put on weight during lockdown. So yeah, yeah blame, on blame, blame, blame Matt for that. Oh, I mean, you could sue him for that. Yeah. What was the question again, Ed? I've lost track. Um, uh, consumer behaviour. So you're not worried about yeah, consumer no, behaviour, James? So I think the biggest threat we have is coffee shops. Right. It's securing really low oh, I think rent. what we need to do is we need to go after the coffee shops from the health angle because coffee's bad for you. Drink much coffee. Apparently, no, it's good if, for your liver. Huh? There was a report. There were two reports. Leave my liver alone. One, one said uh, it was bad for you. Another one said it was good for your liver. Or something. Oh, man, I've got, I'm growing a couple of livers at home anyway. You can't well, refer to your children as spare parts. I'll harvest We've those later. Conversation. They're not spare parts. They are. They're human beings. Yeah. Model one and model two. <laughs> It's true that they can only eat organic food and water. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just worried about... Don't you let out for 10 minutes of exercise an hour. Not yeah. too much sunlight. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've, got to, you've got to keep those uh, transplants available. Yeah, no um, screens. Just want the eyes in case the eyes... Yeah. But I think, I think that let the coffee shops have the pricks. They can have all these horrible customers. Because there's, yeah, there's just too many horrible people out right now treating hospitality staff like they're servants and a piece of shit. We don't mind. We're in the service industry. We want to look after you and have a good time. But when you're getting complaints that I wrote on my booking that it was my birthday and no one wished me a happy birthday, fuck off, precious. I mean, I can't yeah. believe you didn't wish them a happy birthday. It was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's just become, everybody just so entitled. Like they, I get it. You want your life back, but... You know, expecting, you know, it's just like enough. Uh, so people need to retrain. They do you, retrain. Do you think that's going to change? Do you think people are, I mean, you said that we get I mean, far- you, were, you were complaining about your customers before. Yeah, but I think we're, we're at 40, 50% of them now are, are unbelievably painful. Is it just the really painful ones that come back and the others haven't? No, I don't know. They all just seem painful. Well, I, you attract them. I am, man. I'm a magnet for pricks. Look at you two. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway. Um, 
It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, what about sort of? Um, we've seen a lot of people flexing um, operating hours. Um, we're actually seeing quite a few places actually switching off their lunchtime services. Yeah, so they pretty too. Flexing yeah, sounds a big choice. It's definitely not a choice. Well, it's not yeah. a choice. No, but um, but some some are making making that decision. I mean, do you think that's going to be a trend we're going to see more of? Do you think? I, that, think I mean, that would, whole I, element of people talking about the pubs being sort of all-day trading. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Like, I think it's going to go. Yeah, I think people are just going to start. We're going to go back to the old uh, trading hours. But once again, we're being dictated to by circumstance. Chefs. Oh, wow, by yeah. chefs. By chefs, and you know that you know because they're so victimised because that's the thing they chose to do. But how does how does the future of hospitality look like if we can't get? Young people, I, I see the Home Office, and it still grinds me. They said we need to. They, they said employers need to focus on the UK market and training UK people, hospital like uh, staff, mm-hmm. and do that. There's, you don't. They don't want to work. They don't want to go no and work idea. in a that's kitchen. Such a bullshit conversation. Yeah, a bullshit they don't. Statement. Like you know, girls will get, well, you to start a fans page, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. My fans and get ten grand a month from a couple of strangers, you know, sending them photos. It's the kids don't want to go and work in hospitality and get leery guys making lewd comments to them. They'd rather go on the internet and get leery yeah, guys and get paid for it properly, as opposed to you know scrimping around for a couple of quid from some pricks. Why work in hospitality? Customers aren't that nice. Well, what? what I mean, but you But this is. Isn't this your job then to make it a better environment for you them to work they, in? Some of our customers just don't deserve pubs. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Mm. They don't, and they come in with their attitude. I think you know. I mean, the future of us. We're going to have. I think we'll have less businesses. So why why are you letting these people in? I mean, let's be honest. No, we we, we, you, we you, try and stop them. Stop them. We stop them. They keep on changing their names, and giving us <laughs> fake names. So they have such bad. <laughs> this is the irony, though. You're, you're, you've got people that are coming in, making you miserable, complaining, being yeah, horrible. And, and we the stop taking their bookings, and then they and they, they still book. want to come back, and they're yeah. actually going to the lengths of hiding who yeah, they are. They are to come exactly, back in, even though they've had such bad experiences. Yes, it's madness because. <laughs> They've got no voice in their life. Their, their, their husband works in the city, well, potentially worked in the city, used to sleep or, with the secretary. Or, or, or wife. Your wife. Yeah. They've just, it's just fucked Very up. They're, they're so miserable. The only outlet they have for their anger and how upset they are with their four million pound house and their 100,000 pound sports car it's is you. picking on hospitality staff. That's the only outlet they have. That's the only joy they get. So they come back again and again being pricks because that's the only satisfaction they have in their life. People need to fucking wake up. Uh, so we're recording. It's in the middle of the pub, but fortunately empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, I can't believe all, how quiet it is here cause today. Because all, all the pricks have got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> my staff keep on saying there'll be no one left. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> At my current rate of uh, burn, you just if you throw me a slide look, oh, they're not welcome back. We don't want them here. I mean, that, to be fair, that is a fair point. How much of it is the customers being horrible or how much of it is your lack of tolerance now that you've gone too far the other way? You've just actually, you know what? I'm not taking any shit. What the fuck is Whereas this? What are you, my psychologist? I think I'm, I'm, we need to get to the bottom of this, Heath. I just, I, you know what? I don't have time for people who don't understand food or drink passing comment on food and drink they don't understand. Yeah. I don't have patience for that. Don't complain that duckery it's cold because it's fucking a pate. Do you know what I mean? Get your head around that. Don't complain of the lemon soul. It's not the place. It's lemon soul. Know what you're talking about. People sit at home and watch fucking television shows about food and they think they're Gordon Ramsay. This is what fucks me off. And I'm just probably at the business too long. I'm just tired of people with no real understanding of food and drink passing comment. This place is burnt down overnight. I, just make sure you delete this recording. <laughs> I, I think we've, I, I think we've, we've, 67 we've maybe, maybe stumbled across yeah. a little bit of a truth here that it's not yeah. really the customers that are the problem, it's, it's Heath. 
No, no. Th- 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 I think because we're seen to be so low down the pecking order in terms of careers. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's no respect. They don't. Th- here's the rub, right? I've worked out now more so than ever. They've got no respect for hospitality. No. We're a piece of shit on their shoe. Like we're we're like oh well you you haven't had a good education. They don't know you. Um, I'm paying your wages. Fuck off. The customer's always right. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? So we have to listen to these pricks coming here and tell us what they're doing. No. This is my business. This is my house. You come into my house, you do as you're bloody told. And you don't like it, fuck off. I mean, I'm looking forward to when we come back for the next season of the mm. podcast when he has changed jobs entirely mm. to one that he might enjoy. Hitman. Hit, hit <laughs> hitman. Now, it's got to be a hitman. <laughs> Paid hitman. No customer contact, though. Sniper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- let's, let's just touch on one other point before we, before we end the session, and, and that's the, the change in uh, sort of... Uh, general change that people now working from homeless they're not working in offices I mean it should you, be an opportunity you, it, it, there is isn't there there's got to be depending, where you, depending on where your site is yeah. of course you know the um, London sites are still the central city sites are still going to be suffering because yeah. they rely on that big packed footfall you know the big Friday do you think it's going to come back though because I mean there's been talk yeah, some of the yeah, big yeah, companes yeah. have gone yeah people are going to get back to that 9 to 5 5 well, day week where do you, otherwise we're going to have no kids because you, if, you if you're not going to work you don't meet anyone if you don't go to the pub, you don't get... If you don't go to the nightclub, no one's get, getting laid. Yeah, no one's getting laid. And that is our job, you know. This is true. Get people laid. Drunk. <laughs> laid and drunk. Or drunk and then laid. But it's true. And especially if there's That's no sexy. foreigners coming over here, like, we've got a small gene pool going on in this country. We need to, we need to be diversified a bit. Maybe that's the plan. All look like Boris. Oh, man. Well, I mean, on that note... You will take that. Then you would be the string fellow of lockdown. <laughs> I mean, we will look forward to that. But that is it uh, for this session. So uh, let's leave that one there. This is the Lock In Podcast, and we're at the end of this week's episode and the whole season. I'd like to say it's been a pleasure recording with you guys, Sam, but... I'd have approached it differently. I'd I'd like to say it's been a pleasure... You know, recording you guys, yeah. and then moved on to the next thing. Didn't need to put anything else. No, no. But, but then that wouldn't have had the same impact. People know what you mean. Well, yeah. But I thought I'd hammer home the point. Yeah. Um, I mean, what have you two enjoyed about the podcast? Hey? I thought it was a rhetorical <laughs> question. Yeah. <laughs> hang, on, hang on a second. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's probably probably just um, speaking to the operators, guests, getting see what's going on in a conversation because you get caught up in your own little world don't you and you're running around and you're just trying to especially last year you're just trying to fight for survival so it just gives you a couple hours a week to have a look at what's going on and you know uh, I mean it's interesting because when we set out to do this we, we didn't set out for it to be about the pandemic it was very much meant to be you know a revenue look, generator uh, <laughs> <laughs> attracting sponsors lots of followers I mean let's, let's not focus on the failures of this <laughs> It was meant to be looking at, you know, gen- generally Coca-Cola. a little bit on, sh- on how <laughs> you do Shut up, James. Shut up. We'll, get, we'll get back to you. Great uh, brothers. Let's, it was meant to look at, you know, the, the various aspects of running pubs and, and obviously looking at you guys for your expert advice and, and opi- well, sorry, looking at Heath for his expert <laughs> advice and opinions. I mean, I don't know why you're here, James, sometimes. Comedy relief. He, he, makes, like a, he makes us look slim. That's true. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. Yeah. And tall. <laughs> Incompetent at times. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, it's just become 
all about the pandemic, hasn't it? But the, the whole trade has. Yeah, there's nothing else going on, is there? <laughs> <laughs> is well, that? Occasionally he gets to complain about the odd customer. Yeah. yeah. It's been interesting it's developed, though, when you look at... Um, you know the first episode you just you'd be scrabbling around for batteries remember back in the day <laughs> running out and now look, press record. now look at this we're getting guests on last minute and yeah. we've got power plugged yeah. into the wall we've actually discovered the, uh, the joys of mains power and, headphones um, we've got yeah. headphones at work yeah which, uh, which is nice um, you can actually hear us speaking for once uh, not sure that's a blessing is it? yeah. mm. um, it's been good been fun yeah uh, what are you going to do with the break I mean uh, he's obviously off to North Korea you're going to be spending more time with your wife I know where I'd rather be. <laughs> Hang on a second. I didn't get to use this uh, this sound effect enough, did I? Oh, it's quite loud. It's quite loud, yeah. I need to turn that down. So, um, yeah, what, what, what are we going to do? It's going to be nice not to have you chasing us every week to know we're going to do this. That'd be I am. Nice. I mean, to and be fair, it's like herding cats uh, trying to get you two together to do this. So what, what would be really I'm nice going to enjoy not having to do that. It's for you to plan it properly. Yeah, Give us the respect gross. we deserve. Yeah. yeah. As, you know... I think I, I've, I, I, I've given Heath plenty of respect. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think. It's got to be a paid gig now, eh? Well, I'm paying you, aren't I? <laughs> I'm in, in, you. How are you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to be part of this. I'm all right. I'm all right doing it for free. I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm quite yeah, comfortable. Oh, vicar, vicar. <laughs> Well, we're going to be we're going to be back in the new year, uh, not the new year, later in the year, hopefully, depending uh, whether we get allowed to. But um, yeah, and uh, what, what do you want? Them, what do you want us to be doing then? Uh, any thoughts on, on where we should be heading with us? Getting a really strong lineup of panel um, panelists: well, um, Tim Martin, Luke Johnson, Jonathan Downey, Kate Nichols, uh, yeah. Sasha Lord. Yeah, let's get them all on. I think. Yeah. I think. So. I think so because hopefully we'll be out of this, but. It'll be different if nothing else. I mean, that's, yeah, maybe we, we can start focusing away from simply just reacting to, to what's going on with the, with the mm. pandemic. Let's, fingers crossed, things have improved. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, Heath will still hate his customers. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. a fair thing to be no, said. I hate people, then. Oh, just people in general. You know, what, you know what's really funny is, like, people like me who hate people, which is, I've got a lot of friends who hate people, you can use the pandemic and masks as an excuse friends. just to stay away from the fucking people. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was at the gym on Monday and they've got barriers between the running machines, this class I go to, and the guy, I get onto my, because you get allocated slots, so I hop on my slot and I get on my treadmill and this guy starts mumbling from his face mask next to me behind the perspex. So I can't hear him, so I walk around and he starts freaking out. Can you get away for safety? Can you go somewhere else? Can you go, oh my God. I said, do you think you're in the wrong place, mate? You, like, mm. why? If you're that bloody worried, stay at home. And I think that's a problem. People are just so fuck. Right now, you walk down the road. Some people jump and panic like you can, mm. like you're a Mac axe murderer trying to kill them or stuff. Hey, hey, I mean, they have you were naked. <laughs> 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 Try wearing clothes. But I think everyone's got so much anxiety and they're so scared of people. And man, I know you've got to get on with your life, but if you're that scared, just stay at home and get a cardo and watch bloody Netflix. I don't have a motorbike. I just walk around the crash on me. I'll avoid eye contact. <laughs> I mean, I know Heath is really looking, not looking forward to having uh, the, the mask rule lifted because he's so used to basically mouthing fuck off at people behind the yeah, mask. Yeah, no, that's true. That when it comes <laughs> off, it's going to be really difficult, isn't it's it? It's like that. Oh, you know what they say? You're smiling in your eyes. I'm just going, I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bless that, Heath. You must be smiling under these fucking oh, knobs. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but the mask thing, 32 degrees the other day, whatever it was in London, and your staff are doing a double and they're wearing those bloody masks. It's you, horrific. You're dying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you're... Oh, I don't know. Well, it's just 
fingers crossed when we come back all of these issues will have been resolved let's place we'll be a bet because okay. I've, won, I've won the original bet James owes yes. me a bottle of uh, Quintarelli Amarone 04 uh, how was it I haven't got it yet so um, am I ordering that I'm ordering it it's fine I'll ask for your credit card details later I'll order that I'll see you them now if you like I'll see you into the email I'm going to call right we're still going to be under restrictions when we come back. Okay. I, don't, I think this July, not happening. I think you're right. Are you going to put a time frame on that? No, I, I just say, by the time we come back, when, when are we yeah. doing the next one? I don't know. We, have, we haven't. Uh, okay. It'll probably we'll, be in the autumn, moment. Okay. When we come back, we'll, okay, let, I'll, what I'll say is July the 19th. Yes. Not happening. Right. I'm calling it and saying it's not happening. Are you taking up at James? No, I'm not. <laughs> do you want to, oh, I was going to say, do you want to double down? No, I, mean, I think you should. I think you no. should. Why don't you take this? But I, I, stopped, I, I, I spoke to, to, yesterday I spoke to, Tony, who runs Cupid House Group, I spoke to, on Monday, I spoke to Doug, who runs All the Arms. I spoke to, who else did I speak to? I spoke to about four or five operators this week, and they all think that it's not happening. That's the level of confidence that people have. Yeah. They're not, they don't think it's going to happen. But then, the, this is an industry that has been beaten and beaten and beaten. So their confidence is, I mean, they're naturally going to be pessimistic, aren't they? Yeah, but, but if they're looking at it, we all realise that the government's just going to, honestly, they're just going to keep us down, kick us. Yeah, there'll, there'll be us. some form of suppression. Ah, oh, but you can do this now. Your staff don't have to wear masks, but to make sure it's safe. No, we'll still be on the masks. I, I, I can't see. We'll, we'll still be the whipping boy. They'll, they'll want to control it so we don't have an out, so we don't have to. He's already said he wants to lock us down and... He's already talking about locking us down in like winter. Well, I mean, they're already talking about COVID passports again, aren't they? In, in terms of uh, having them for the winter. Nothing makes sense. You get the vaccine, you can still get the thing. Like it, it just—it's madness. Just fingers, o- fingers. open us up. Well, I mean, I was hoping to end on a on a more optimistic uh, note, but I forgot I was talking to you too. So um, okay, we say that every right. week. <laughs> let's, let's think of something optimistic that could happen Give in his life. No. Okay, well, that's great. Well, yeah. probably, Ed, to be honest, I'm hoping that um, you'll address your weight issue. <laughs> Man. Well, no, I, hold I, on. I, 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 hold on. That, that, hold on. It, that's pot calling cattle, isn't it? No, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hold on a minute. I'm yeah, listening. I, I, I'm talking about the weight between when he delivers a gag and the next, <laughs> and the next thing he says. What are you guys thinking? It's, I'd have to steamroll through them because otherwise uh, I wouldn't be able to get anything out because of the laughter that you two would be generating from the gags. I've just right, got to carry I feel, on. I feel for you in this hot so, weather, the big um, guys. Get the, old, get the old chub rub. <laughs> I mean, how, how are you going to address your lockdown uh, weight gain, James? Um, I, honestly, I'm thinking about eating less and moving more. Right. But I think it's probably witchcraft and won't work. <laughs> so I'll let you know. I'd say you could sacrifice my kids, but I need them later on. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> dark. That dark. is it for this season of the podcast. We will be back later in the year with more insightful commentary on the pub sector. Okay, we will be back with more waffle next year. Did you like that weight change? Yeah, was that a good pause? Oh, there you go, there you go. But until then, please do feel free to listen back to the earlier recordings uh, if you like. Share them on social and feel free to drop us a line at the MA with your thoughts. Until then, we'll see you later in the year. Thank fuck for that. Thank you.